everybody. This is the first episode of Cards from the Altar. I'm Cassie. You might know me from my other podcasts I host, which are Pinecones and Moonstones, and we just made the list. This one is a little bit different than those two, so just be prepared. The format I'm kind of going for is doing regular readings like a six card reading for the month and then maybe like a three card reading weekly but also having interviews with people who do tarot at all different levels just kind of mixing it up a little bit and getting really deep into the cards and also providing just like some things to keep in mind for the month you know so the way I've laid it out is that I have kind of a message for the week when I do the monthly spreads which is just one card and then getting into the actual reading. It's kind of similar I guess to uh, Tarot for the Wild Soul if you've ever heard that one uh, in that I want to do interviews and like regular readings but it's kind of my own take on it. So for a little bit of background if you've never listened to my other podcast before uh hi welcome. I am a grad student in anthropology. I'm currently focusing on archaeology as my subfield, which may sound like gibberish to you guys, which I can explain if you want, uh, just to send in questions. (laughs) I do that, and then I also have a soap shop and offer tarot readings. Uh, Most of the soaps are like intention setting, witchy adjacent, or for specific deities. I'm an atheist, which means I don't actually worship any of those deities. Um, The best way to explain what I do is kind of like working with. So it's like taking the archetype and kind of the energy and feeling of those deities to help in manifestation work or intention setting or whatever I need to do, you know? When I read tarot, I... This might be a controversial opinion, but I don't know. (laughs) When I read tarot, I am not divining anything. I'm not telling you the immediate future or, you know, anything like that. Uh, For me, they're very much a tool to just, like, take that extra step back and be a little bit more objective about what's going on in your own head. So for me, tarot does not tell you anything that you don't already know. It just kind of gives you a different perspective or way to view your situation and the tools to kind of realize that, like, what you might need to do to get out of it or to keep going with it, depending on what kind of situation you're in. That being said, uh, I also do not work with guides, not to shame anybody that does. Like, that's cool if that's how you view things. There's not really any spiritual other power thing going on for me when I read tarot. It's, It's very secular. So if if you're a person who's new to tarot and you think it's like conversing with demons, which is a thing I was told in church as a child, um, or everyone has to have spirit guides to tell them what it is or that it's like your immediate future and you can't get out of it, none of those things are necessarily true for everyone. I mean, obviously there are readers who use guides and that's how they read and that's fine. Um, but for me, that's not how it works. (laughs) So basically the way I see it is that like the major arcana are a set of archetypes and the minor arcana are a smaller set of different archetypes that while they're assigned to elements they also affect like different ways of thinking you know. 
Um, so that's kind of how I approach things. Uh, hopefully that speaks to you and you want to keep listening. I don't know. (laughs) If you hear my dogs in the background, I'm sorry. They're ridiculous and cute and I will post lots of pictures for you because I keep mentioning them. Um, I'm going to try to edit as much noise out as I can, but we'll see how this goes. Okay, so... The message card for this week is from the Star Child Tarot, which I use a lot of different decks. I have, probably am a deck hoarder at this point. I have 26. I was supposed to have 27, but it has not arrived because we're in the middle of a pandemic with the mail system trying to be forcibly tanked by the current administration. Also, as a heads up, I am not a Republican. So if that's your purview, you're going to hear a lot of stuff you don't like on this show. <laughs> So, it's the Eight of Crystals, which is also known as Pentacles. Um, Some decks will change the names of things a little bit. So, it's a card about perseverance, ingenuity, spiritual growth, and education. Um, It's pretty much encapsulates, like, that feeling you get when you're really in the zone on a, a whatever you really do. Like, if you're doing, like, you're a maker and you're making your, your items, you know, like whether that's candles or cross stitch or maybe you're wood cutting, you know, whatever you're doing, you're in the zone with it and you feel like you could just accomplish and or learn anything about it and just keep going. Uh, It's also that kind of like sense of discovery feeling, you know, when you learn a new thing and you keep kind of googling it further and further and go down a couple of rabbit holes. True crime fans know what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's that drive to keep exploring kind of a thing. It's also like you're actively expanding both your your knowledge, but also your awareness of this new project you're interested in or the skill that you're taking further. Um, and it can also be a call that like whatever you're doing or looking into as a hobby, it you could take it further. So that's just a thing to keep in mind. So the monthly reading for August, I do a six card reading called The Everything Spread. It's from uh, What the Fuck is Tarot, which is by Bakara Wintner. And it's basically mind, body, spirit, and then past, present, and future. I like to do a mix of tarot and oracle cards a lot of the times, just because I feel like the oracle cards are such a different system with each deck, but also they can take you a little deeper into the original meanings of the cards, uh, for the tarot cards and kind of almost act as a clarifier a little bit. Um, so the first three I used tarot and then the second three I did an oracle, uh, this time. Uh, the two decks that I used are the Way Home Tarot and Postcards from the Liminal Space. These are probably my favorite decks ever. They're not the ones I learned on, but it j- the imagery and everything kind of speaks to me a little bit. But uh, Postcards was recently retired and discontinued. They're not going to reprint it. So it's it's kind of been like a bittersweet deck to use in the last couple weeks. So I figured I would start this podcast out with these two kind of continue forward with that but you may hear about other decks or other interpretations later someone recently asked me why I use different decks for different types of readings but also just like different decks for a reading in general and it's 
it's because I like the combo, but also because even if you're using like the Rider Waite Smith system or two decks from the Thoth system, like whatever tarot system you're using, you know, every artist and author is going to have a very personal and different take on the cards. Just like every reader intuitively develops their own relationship with whatever the archetypes are, right? So for me, using a different deck, you could get conceivably the exact same card in two different places and get an entirely different reading and meaning from that. And to me, it's a way to just go deeper into what's actually being given to you in the reading. So that's kind of my spiel about what I do. (laughs) So for this month, I did the reading already and I'll be uploading a picture for every episode of the reading, but I'll also have an Instagram up by the time this is launched, that will be in the show notes. We're coming up on a pretty major pagan holiday tomorrow, which you might have heard of as uh, Lamas, named after the Lord of the Rings, or Lunasad, which is named after the Irish god Lu, who's the grandson of Balor. So if any of my wrestling fans made it over here, yes, that Balor. <laughs> uh, same guy that Finn cosplays as. So... It's, it's already kind of like the traditional Celtic harvest season right now, but also spiritually it's a harvest, it's like a turning point in the year where you can, you can kind of decide like what you've already harvested or brought forth this year. And if you like it or not, and if you don't like it, you still have time to plant something else conceivably, um, and try and change the direction you're going still. So the overall reading feeling this month is very much of like transition, but also, I mean, if we look at the general chaos of everything, being in a state of definitely feeling like not only is nothing okay, but it may never go back to normal, right? And we don't necessarily ever want things to go back to normal because normal was not great for everyone, right? But the message from the cards uh, right now is very much a, a sense of, like, it's going to feel like the absolute worst thing ever, but it's going to be okay. Uh, so in mind, we're pulling the chariot, which is traditionally associated with with a few keywords here. Um, drive, transition, execution, willpower, perseverance, progress, and movement. So... The way this deck depicts the chariot is really a different take on it, I feel like, because it's a salmon swimming upstream. And usually the chariot is, you know, an actual chariot. But when you look closer at it, it's not really going to get you very far, is it? Especially compared to, like, modern technology. But a salmon swimming upstream just kind of expresses exactly how strong that drive is that you're feeling when we're in the midst of this card. No matter what's going on, you're gonna get to where you're going, right? So it, it, it's also indicative of the type of journey that you're facing. Almost like it's an uphill battle, right? Uh, so it's gonna take massive amounts of exertion. It's also very much a card of you exercising your willpower against whatever obstacles are in your way to achieve what you want. Like, the steadfast determination and absolute singularity of focus and obsession that goes into that. Which can be healthy or not. But ultimately, your goal is absolute domination of whatever it is you're working on, right? It also kind of 
signifies a, a absolute stubbornness and almost like a a period of transition like you're going you're moving from naivety and adolescence into adulthood a little bit so in my it's literally the way I feel about this card showing up in mind is like you you have the ability right now you have all of the power within yourself to accomplish anything you set your mind to right in body we are getting probably one of my favorite cards my absolute favorite card is the tower which should tell you just about everything you need to know about me if you are also a tarot reader <laughs> like I want it tattooed on me um in body we're pulling death which if you're not a tarot reader a lot of times people immediately assume is actual death which is fair in this case because we're in the middle of a global pandemic where in the country that I'm in uh no one is doing anything to stop it and we've already had more deaths than most wars we've been involved in um which is not great right but it also brings with it just that absolute sense of loss and anxiety and feeling really really shitty and terrible right like you're grieving for things but it brings with it that sense of release whenever you get through the death card right you come to temperance and the death card is kind of like the first major red flag I feel like in the major arcana it's your first warning that like shit is not going the way it should be that you want it to be in a healthy direction right something needs to end so that you can get back on track in body I feel like this indicates like how I have been feeling but also how everyone I have talked to in a socially distanced manner <laughs> has been feeling like everything is just crumbling at this point like systems need to die certain behaviors and ignorance needs to die you know all these kinds of things um so sometimes it can be a really really shitty and unwelcome card other times you might be that person who's like yes please give me the loophole out of this so that I can experience the release and rebirth moment and totally start fresh right so this is a time in body where you're being called to reach out to your support network, right? It's going to feel really surreal and you need to find ways to support yourself, but also places of comfort and solace, whether that's through your own ritual work, um, through therapy and shadow work, which I encourage everyone to do both of those things, uh, usually together. <laughs> Mutual aid, right? Like if, if you're feeling shitty, I can bet you your friends and your family are also feeling real shitty and there are ways to support each other that don't put you in danger right but the ultimate message of death is that it's it may not feel like it's ever going to be okay again right now but ultimately and eventually it will be in spirit we're pulling the two of cups which is an interesting one because usually it gets read as like a pregnancy or a new relationship. One of my favorite books, actually, uh, What the Fuck is Tarot, calls it the really good Tinder date. <laughs> it's 
it's basically like the baby of the lover's card, right? Because it's that same sense of balance and connection to yourself, to your relationships, to the universe in general, just like not feeling alone. And I think coming after death, especially with this in spirit, the ultimate message is like, you're not as alone as you think you are. But it's also that reassurance that this is this is the situation that we are meant to be in right now. It might be a shitty one, but the outcome is going to be good. And the first step of connection in the Two of Cups is actually a connection with yourself. Uh, because you cannot find that balance and that feeling of connection with other people until you feel it in yourself. So, uh, this month is also a time in your spirit work, in your, your connection and your view of your, your most high self or, like, your, your biggest dreams and goals, like, steps along that journey. That you're being called to make sure that you're okay with yourself and your morals, um, which for a lot of us, that might be a learning process right now, especially if you've never been exposed to some of the ideas from current movements like Black Lives Matter or systemic racism in general, um, police brutality and what defund the police means. Like, this is the ultimate time to decide what you're going to be and how you can be okay with that. And if you're not okay with it, then take this moment in death to really decide what that means for you and what you need to do to make sure that you're okay with yourself, which might be a scary thing, and it is, but it's something that I really believe everyone can eventually work to. Uh, the oracle cards actually go along pretty well with this, which is kind of funny to me in a way that only tarot cards can really be. The first one is past, but also it connects deeply with mind and all of these are kind of, even if they have set positions, like, they're all working together to give you the final reading, right? Uh, is the best stories produce better stories, which is a way to deal with your roots, your life path so far, your intergenerational traumas, all of that kind of thing. Um, especially if that family network and those intergenerational traumas are a whole fucking lot to deal with, which for a lot of us, they are, right? But the message in this is that all of the, the culmination of all of the best hopes and dreams for their future generations and for their families and for what everyone in your successive line of DNA has been trying to do, resulted in you. Which is sometimes scary, but also a really wonderful thing to think about. Because even if those people are horrible, someone in that family wished for you, and now you're here. And you have the chance to take it even further and wish for things. That does not necessarily mean, like, go have babies. I realize babies are not for everyone. But you can do things in the current world that will make someone's life better. It could be as simple as saying hi and smiling at someone every day, or, you know, reaching out to people, or volunteering uh, at shelters, or passing out food to homeless people. You know, like... 
you can do an infinite number of things to continue producing better stories and to break out of that traumatic feeling that you have with that. In present, we are pulling The Dark Knight of the Soul, which is very, very in line with death in body. Um, but it's, it's that ultimate feeling when you're in the deepest point of depression, right? Where you feel like nothing can reach you and you can reach no one else. And everything is horrible, but it's also like that, that final breath where you're anticipating everything ending and then it doesn't. It does not have to end because at the end of the the night, right, you get the tunnel. And literally the next card after this is uh, death is the healing in the order the oracle goes, which is kind of like you're in a dark pit in the dark night of the soul and then you're almost coming out of a tunnel, right? So it's, it's that call of like all you, all you have to do right now is survive. You're in survival mode. You have to make it through the night to get through the next part, right? In future, we're pulling, this is not how the story ends, which is a literal, like, if you survive the night and the dark night of the soul or the death card, right? Like, it's not necessarily the ending, it's an ending. And it's very much like you're given the opportunity to write how the story ends, you know? Like, everything requires a dip in the plot, you know what I mean? You have the ability to get your shit together and make changes and do better next time. You just have to get through it. With that being said, if things are looking super bad for you, this is also the call of, like, don't let yourself be alone in that dark night of the soul. You need to reach out to your people, to your support network, to a therapist, to anything that you need to do to get through that, right? And especially with feeling like that Eight of Cups energy this week, it might be that that new interest or developing that skill may be one of your ways out of the Dark Knight of the Soul. Like, use things to distract yourself if you need to, but survive, right? So that's all I've got for this first episode. Um... <laughs> It's a little bit short. I'm not really sure how long they're going to be from this point out, but I hope you got something out of this and that you keep listening. This has been Cards from the Altar. Mm-hmm.